today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and joining me today is Eric Cully. How are you, Eric? I am great. How are you? I'm good. Happy Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. It's Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day. Something about spring is happening early or late or something because of an animal. Or nothing at all because nobody ever remembers what that groundhog, did he see a shadow or not and did it matter? Nobody cares. What's it got to do with shadow? The sunlight means he that the... sees his shadow, it means six more weeks of winter. I don't know. Just the movie, man. Just, just a cute animal. Just the movie. Yeah. Uh, we got some good ones today, Eric. We're going to discuss Wendy Williams. Um, the trailer has come out for her lifetime documentary, Where Is Wendy Williams? Um, and God, it's kind of sad. It's very sad. If I don't, I don't know if the idea was to make her look good or... Sympath- I don't know, but I, you feel sorry for her. Yeah, you do. Uh, Britney Spears has clapped back at Justin Timberlake after he shaded her at his concert. Right, and she went right for like his sore spot, his basketball skills. <laughs> right. I actually think it's uh, it was a good call by her. Yeah. Uh, we got this new segment, Almost News, which is basically a story that didn't make the cut, but we're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> so we'll end with that. Um, but to begin with, Darius Rucker from yeah. Hootie and the Blowfish. Also a huge country star in his own right as a solo act. He was arrested in Tennessee on a minor drug offense. So they got him on two counts of simple possession slash casual exchange of a controlled substance and one count of violation of vehicle registration law because his tags were expired. Which I assume <laughs> is what they pulled him over with. Oh. Because you'd notice the tags are expired, and then you pull over, and then you're like, oh, uh, what are we guessing, weed? I mean, we don't know, but... If it's weed, then let him a out. A minor offense. Yeah, it's, it's a weird, if, if that's what it is, that it's legal in a good chunk of the country at this point. Oh, I feel a bit sorry for him if it's weed. Like if I, it was something else, you'd think it'd be more than minor, right? I would have thought so, and I would have thought we'd know by now, and it'd be out there, because it'd be bigger news if it was, like, yeah. cocaine or something like that. Right. Um, but, you know, we have the mugshot. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not a, he didn't smile or he didn't frown or he didn't cry. He was just He looks like, indifferent. He looks indifferent. How would, what would your mugshot be? Would you smile or? Depends on what I was arrested for. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Um, but what I find kind of funny about this is his ex-girlfriend, Kate Quigley, who is a comedian, um, she's taking the opportunity to fire shots at him for all of this. Um, she wrote. Uh, that, yes, I've heard, and all I can say is karma. And then she shared a photo of herself in a bikini. Not a bad-looking photo. It looks great. Way better than his mugshot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And it said, mood when you hear your D-bag ex got arrested. Hashtag karma. Wow, she's just going for that. Maybe he saw that post, and that's why he's not smiling in the mugshot. Could be. Um, Do you think... uh, Kate Quigley was trying to twist the knife a little bit. Absolutely she was. And now I I don't know a whole lot about their relationship. I know that was his girlfriend after he and his wife of 20 years split up. I want to know all the details about their breakup now. Well, they had a contentious, like, after they had broken up, she, um, like, overdosed on cocaine and fentanyl. It was a famous case. TMZ covered it because a lot of comedians, you know, had the same issue that night with the same substance. And some of her friends died. And some of her friends died. And then he, when he was posting about it, wasn't that sympathetic to her or her friends, and it sounded cold. And so I think this was her opportunity now 
to not be that sympathetic to him and what he's going through. Which is how bad of a breakup does it have to be? Have you ever had any ex that you wouldn't feel kind of sad if they overdosed or almost died? Oh, I mean, all of them. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I, how could you be indifferent to that? Even if you hated them and had the worst breakup, I don't wish death on them. Like, right? Jeez, totally. It's also funny because you know, either you think of Darius Rucker as as Darius Rucker, wagon wheel country singer, or Hootie. He doesn't seem like that guy. No. Like, when I think Darius Rucker, I don't think, uh, you know, D-bag X, you, you know, on getting arrested on drug offenses. I don't think, like, expired vehicle tags. Not, no. Yeah, not even that, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'd be like, oh, I gotta go get my vehicle up to date. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my Darius Rucker impression. I don't know. Um, you know one of my favorite pickup lines? Well, not favorite, but, you know, something that sticks in my head when I was reading a story. Oh, no, what? Are you from Nashville? Because you're the only 10 I see. <laughs> How did you get married? I, 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 I don't know. I'm baffled. Uh, uh. Okay, moving on, moving on. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back, and you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas. Macy's or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Wendy Williams, uh, in the trailer for her new documentary, Where in the World Is... No, Where Is Wendy Williams? I was doing common sense yeah, for then. some reason. Um, she drinks in it. She breaks down crying over finances. It's it's really quite a heartbreaking trailer. It is. It, she looks like a mess. And I'm not saying that in any sort of jokey way. Like You want to see somebody help her. And hopefully that's what's happening because... Her family is very involved in this trailer. Her son speaks. Uh, I believe her sister talks about it. They talk about the the guardianship of her finances, which Wells Fargo placed on her a couple of years ago. And they think basically the family should be in charge, not this random person Wells Fargo put in charge. Yeah, I would agree with that. But yeah, we, we have some, some audio from the trailer. The whole thing sounds sad. Just listen to this. I can't do this. I have to sit down again. She was put in front of a judge and given a guardian. That was when they took her away from us. I have no money, and I'm going to tell you something. If it happens to me, it could happen to you. So it's interesting this trailer coming out now because we haven't seen her in public for like 200 days yeah, or more. We're getting close to a year. And so this is the first glimpse we've got. I, I, I guess she's been working on this documentary or no one's known where she is, which I guess is why the title is what it is. Yeah. Um, but now that we know what she's up to, it's, it's no more reassuring. It's not, and and there are parts in this. Some you know some of the sit down footage. You know she's she looks good. She's put together, but there's a lot of it. She just looks frail. She's it's hard for her and, to stand up in some of it. Yeah, there's parts where people are helping her walk. Uh, you just it, it kind of reminds me. Did you ever see the Amy Winehouse documentary? Yes, I did actually. And the whole time you watch it, you're just like, someone help her. Yeah. But you know by then, obviously we knew it was too late. She was already dead. But this Wendy's still alive. Her family is there. So hopefully that's the help. Because you watch that. To me, my thought was just. Someone help this woman. Mm. Yeah, I mean, she had that, the Wendy Williams show, and was huge for so long, and then 
just on some episodes here and there, you saw like just like a glimpse of. I mean, what we're really seeing now well, in this documentary. You remember famously towards the end when she was dressed as, a, I think it was the Statue of Liberty, where she just collapsed. Yes. And then she tried to say that it was the, the costume was too tight. I think it was a Halloween episode, which is why she was dressed that way. But she just blacked out in the middle of speaking. It was frightening. Well, I mean, she's just so frail and, and, and underweight. Um, and they try, even that's addressed. There's a part in, in the trailer where she's, there's a crowd around her and she screams at them, I weigh 138 pounds. Was she showing off about that? I don't know if that's meant to is say that. Is that good or bad? I, I'm, honestly, I'm not even sure what she was trying to say there. Like, I'm so thin, I'm 138, or I'm not like 90 pounds, I weigh 138. Like, it's a healthy weight, I don't know. But mm. she doesn't look strong in, no. this, in this footage. And she always had planned to make a comeback and, and you know, revive the Wendy Williams show. But I guess uh, that that seems unlikely now. And And this documentary is kind of like her in the industry making something, you know, it's it's good that she has like a purpose to, to do a project like this. Uh, I hope the documentary is well received and, and everything, but going forward, you need her to get the help she needs. Right. And, and this isn't like some expose tell all documentary kind of thing that people put together without her knowledge or permission. She's involved in this. Mm. So this is the image she's presenting and her family's presenting. And, and you're right. I, I, I'm kind of confused. Is the message that they're doing this to show you that she needs help or to show you that she's okay? Uh, it's unclear from the trailer because there's no sort of resolution in the trailer where, oh my God, she's, she's doing better now. It's all just look how bad she's doing. Right. It's, um, when it, when it really comes out, I think it's going to be kind of shocking and heartbreaking. I think so. And, 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 you know, maybe she'll, I don't know if she's going to do any publicity for it. If she's going to be seen in public again, uh, to try and promote this. It'll just be interesting to see where she is when this comes out. Right. Okay. On to our next story. Britney Spears is clapping back at Justin Timberlake. So you'll remember she apologized to him about a week ago, a few days ago. He then didn't apologize to her. Una very specifically unapologized. Yeah. Uh, yes. He like, I want to apologize to absolutely fucking no one. Uh, and so now she's kind of taking back her apology. Yeah. Uh, I've never liked Britney Spears more than I do right now. It's kind of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And I'm not a Justin Timberlake fan. Right. Why, why did he say that? I'm, it's such, he's got to know what the, the, the public mood toward him is right now. He has the worst PR team around him or he's just dumb. He's just unaware. And then he goes into Crimea River after he says that. Which makes it pretty obvious that it was about Britney that he said that. I know he's trying to promote an album and so maybe this gets more attention on him and his songs, but his brand is just going downhill fast. Right. Uh, so what she did is she posted a photo of a basketball hoop with the moon shining through the basketball hoop and it looks a bit like a... Uh, basketball yeah it's a cool shot the moon's kind of orange looking it's a nice photo uh and she writes someone told me someone was talking shit about me on the streets do you want to bring it to the court or will you go home crying to your mum like you did last time i'm not sorry why are you laughing wild Oh, you didn't yeah. know that was what she said? Yeah. I thought I'd said something wrong. Uh, yeah, but I mean, she... famously, she was better than him at basketball. Yeah. She's implying he cried about it, was upset about it. And it's not the first time she has come for his basketball skills. Right. In the past, she's come for his basketball skills as well, saying that he, he cried that 
when she beat him on the court. So I don't know if this is like a famous incident in their relationship that she always holds on to, or if he literally cried or just was upset about. I could believe it. I could see him being the kind of person that's hyper competitive. Mm-hmm. And like if his girlfriend beat him at basketball, he'd be very upset about it. Yes. You can't, yeah, just, isn't that something so easy to see? Yeah, I mean, if you pride yourself on something, it's very easy to be offended if, if someone takes shots at it. Right. And I could see, like, he thinks that he's, like, oh, this suave. He probably thinks he can play something. Good at everything. Good at everything. And if she beat him a few times, maybe he just got pretty hurt. She said he cried to his mama. Right. He went to his mom and cried about Britney beating him in basketball. Go home crying to your mom like you did last time. Right. I'm not sorry. But, yeah, I mean... I don't know. Justin Timberlake needs to do something fast so he, that he we. He seems really unlikable. Yes. That's a lot of the. Even if you don't hate him because of Britney or whatever. Like, you know, we had this kind of argument in our newsroom. Harvey was saying that there was nothing for him to apologize about. He didn't force her to get an abortion, which is what she alleged in her book. Mm-hmm. She, didn't, she didn't allege that he forced it. She just said that he they encouraged talked about it. it. He, yeah. She was down to keep the baby and he was like, ah, should we? And so she kind of, you know, she changed she, her mind because he never said he made her do it. Wasn't no. he forced her, but they talked about it and she agreed to do it. Yes. So Harvey's point was that there's nothing for him to apologize about. That was just his position on something 20 years ago. Okay. The thing to apologize about is all this entitled crappy stuff he's done since. Yeah. Like writing that song about her and, you know, well, just this, uh, well, so he apologized years ago to her and to Janet Jackson, like what, three, four, five years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. So now he's, he apologized. Brittany apologized about the book if it hurt him or offended him or whatever. Now he's rescinded his apology. She's taken hers back. What are you doing? I know. I know. They're in their 40s. But I feel like I have never been a bigger Britney fan, and I've also never been a bigger like, Taylor Swift fan, I think, because everyone's coming for Taylor Swift like, like Donald right. Trump, Trump's going after her, waging war on her. And so it's the same thing where it's like, okay, now I think I love Taylor Swift <laughs> and the Chiefs go on the Super Bowl. Whereas like a week or two ago, I'll be like, I hate Taylor and the Chiefs. <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, okay. If Justin hates Britney and Trump hates Taylor, I guess I love him. You've come around. Yes. Which is what, you know, what all the fans have been telling us all along. We'll eventually, they're going to get us. We'll come around. And here we are. Now we're Swifties and I don't know what Britney fans are called, but. Um, Spearies? That doesn't sound, <laughs> that doesn't the same sound right at all. No. I don't know. Lunar, I, Luna Brits? I don't, Luna, Luna Brits? I don't know. What does that mean? Like lunatics? I don't know. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. That Luna wasn't very Brits. good. All right. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna workshop that. <laughs> okay. All right. On to our final story. Everyone's favorite segment, Almost News. Almost. It's almost news, but not quite good enough to make the normal show. I like this story, actually. I like it too. Alyssa Milano. I really like that she has doubled down on defending the GoFundMe that she's trying to raise money for her son's basketball team to go for a trip. Go for like on a basketball Uh, tour. Cooperstown, which is where the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame is. That's just local. Almost like it's in America, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make it local. America's a pretty big place, but yeah. I mean, I don't know what Cooperstown is. Could be anywhere <laughs> in the world. Um, but yeah, she has doubled down because some weirdo went onto her son's Instagram page and had a go at him. He was like, uh, I hope your mother, who has a net worth of $10 million, donated to the dog shelter. Also, knowing that she has money has this money, she should not be asking for middle-income people from society to donate to a basketball team. It's beyond ridiculous and selfish. Talk to your mum. And then the, the boy replied, you do realize I'm only 12 and I love my mum. My mum's the greatest human of all time. She does everything for me. 
and everyone. Uh, and it's nice. It's nice to see him defend his mom, although he shouldn't have to. No, he shouldn't. He's 12. So Alyssa Milano put up that screenshot and was talking about, like, who, who's going onto my 12-year-old's page to, like, have a go at them? She called it horrid, and it is. Yes. And she goes, look, as much as I'd love to pay for the entire team and their families to travel and, and for the transportation, hotel, food, beverage, uniforms, trading pins, and all the things that teams do for this kind of trip, I can't afford to do so. Maybe someday. Um, she says, leave the kids alone. Let them play basketball. And baseball. Then she, baseball. Yeah. And then <laughs> baseball. I mean, it's all the same to me, bro. <laughs> it's all a potato, yeah. potato, tomato, tomato. Uh, I, I get, so the, the GoFundMe for the team was for ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it seems like Alyssa Milano could afford ten thousand dollars. Yeah, but I mean, and I get why people were mad. I'm on her side on this because also, if you're the parents of one of the other kids, and you know fundraisers, this is what kids do for stuff all the time for trips and things and whatever. Do you want to just have one of the other kids' parents pay for everything all the time? Yeah, you set a precedent. Then you you want to. It's getting involved with your kids, not just oh well, she's really rich, she'll take care of everything. It's. Fundraisers for kids to do trips is something parents do. Yes. It's kind of a normal thing. And I think Alyssa Milano is like, I just want to be a normal parent. I don't, she's not expecting everybody to give all their money to send her kid to Cooperstown. No. I just, it'd be a weird look for her to be like, don't worry, guys, I got this. Yes. And then and if I was a parent of the other kid, I'd feel kind of like, well, don't do that. And fun, yeah, fundraising is a part of like school life and what parents have to do for their kids. And so she does it this time, she does it next time, she does it like, she, and she's not like made of money, like she's famous, but she's not like uber rich. So I think it's it's weird that people are like, yeah, pay for it, pay for it. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want to. And, and, and so I like that she doubled down and didn't like listen to the hate or didn't care about the comments. She was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna share the link again. Yeah. And guess what? They have achieved their goal. Good for them. I, I checked this morning and they were at nearly $13,000 raised when they were only asking for 10,000. Well, good. Now they're halfway to the next trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I almost gave 10 bucks just to say, you, you, yeah. good on you, Alyssa. I mean, your kid's a little young for this yet, but like when she's in like first, second grade, say the kids are going to like a zoo or something and they, they sell cookies or something to raise like $300 to go. And they think they've got this TMZ money? Well, that, <laughs> you could probably pay 300 bucks if you had to, but, but you, that's, that's not the point of it. Yeah. It's for these kids to earn a thing and to go and... That's part of learning and education is sort of like, okay, I need to get to this goal yeah. so that I can go to there. And if someone just like, rich person throws money at you every time, you're not learning that lesson. And what's funny is I imagine a lot of the people upset about Alyssa Milano doing this also complain about Nepo babies. Yeah. These kids are entitled and their parents do everything. Okay, well, this parent's trying to raise money with all the other families. Why isn't she doing everything? Yeah. <laughs> You I can't just win. think, you I just can't think win. a lot of outlets are looking for something to post and a lot of people are looking for stuff to comment on. And so it doesn't really, it's like fake outrage. Yeah. It's is like, anyone that outraged? It's like scrolling going, what can I hate today? Yes. Eh. I mean, and that is fun. That can be fun. <laughs> I do that regularly too. But not when you involve 12 year old kids. Leave, leave, if you're annoyed with Alyssa Milano, fine. Leave her kid alone. I, I totally agree. Yeah. All right. That was almost news. Almost. That's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today, Eric. Always have a good time. And we'll see you guys here next week. Goodbye.